Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a really fantastic guest for you today, Lindsay Hardigree, and she's a professional organizer, productivity consultant, and budget coach based out of Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be a fantastic conversation talking about clutter, uh, Marie Kondo, and um, just all around coaching productivity. I'm really excited to bring uh, Lindsay onto the show. So Lindsay, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, kind of uh, set the stage, um, talk about your story, background, what you do, and we'll dive right into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, like you mentioned, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I have many different hats that I wear. So by day, I'm a nonprofit professional and I, I work for a, um, a small foundation. I'm the executive director there. But in the evenings and on the weekends, I work with people on kind of figuring out what their purpose is, identifying what it is that they are supposed to be here doing in their lives, and how they can make sure that the things that they own, the systems that are in their lives, the way they're spending their money is all aligned towards that purpose. And so that's something that I do uh, at my business, Get Organized, y'all. And I've been doing that for about almost five years now. So yeah, I love that. I love how um, you um, kind of have a core um, source of income, and then you're kind of diversifying, kind of going into other areas, side income streams, side hustles, what they call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so what's what's really interesting is um, I had another guest the other day, and we're talking about clutter and how it negatively affects your your relationships, your finances, your body, and uh, yet you, ha- you actually come from the same kind of um, thought background. Is um, talk about your unique perspective in organizing and productivity and how like clutter gets in the way and kind of um people don't realize it but it it actually does which is quite interesting so talk about that yeah yeah absolutely so it actually um it kind of all stems back to the organizing that I do I use Marie Kondo's method um and that's really kind of what started my business and then the productivity consulting and the budget coaching kind of came alongside that because I noticed there were just so many things that my clients had in common that were needs in those areas as well. But um, when I started doing uh, organizing using Marie's method, one of the things that really drew me to that method was the fact that the goal is not necessarily to make things look good. It's not to have a certain organizing system. It's not to own a certain number of items. It's There's not an arbitrary system that you're putting on top of your life. The whole point of the method is to really get to that core purpose, really what is your vision for your life, and let that be the measuring stick that you use as you're evaluating the things that you own. And I found that that particular method really lends itself to other areas of life as well. If we become much more intentional about why we're doing the things that we are doing, then we'll be able to, like you said, kind of clear out that clutter that gets in the way of so many things. And I see it time and again with my clients that the the things that they own or the ways that they're spending their money, the ways that they are kind of organizing their digital lives and kind of the way that they've organized their time, those are all things that can get bogged down and weighed down when we get away from our priorities. When we say, you know what, they just add a meeting to my calendar and that's fine without having any kind of filter that that goes through. Or let me just spend money and not pay attention to where it's going. And then I'm going to be upset when I don't have enough to, to cover the credit card bill this month or whatever the case may be. That desire to really define what it is that you want and be intentional about all aspects of your life. I kind of got that through Marie's method, but I have found that it really does work in so many other areas as well. 
Yeah. What one question I have is um how does uh Marie Kondo's method relate to feng cuz you know kind of the flow of energy and how it creates abundance and prosperity how does Marie Kondo's method differ similar um compare contrast and so yeah they're i would say they're complementary methods um and that can be said about a lot of different things um that are complementary to the way that marie does things um one of the things you often hear another comparison about is is marie kondo about minimalism (laughs) the answer is no that's not what she's about but they're very complementary methods so when it comes to feng shui there's one of those things that if that's something that's interesting to you if that's something that you personally believe in something that you have found to be um, life-giving for you her method absolutely can help you to get to that point. But you don't have to have that as a part of the method. You can be a minimalist. You can be a maximalist. I mean, like, I clearly the whole Marie Kondo only says you can have 30 books is not true if one of her consultants has the bookcase that you see behind me. You know, it's it's really, again, about defining what it is that you want for your life and then using that to evaluate. So if part of what you want in your home is to have that concept of feng shui throughout your space, uh-huh. Absolutely. That is a part of your vision. And that's something that would be what sparks joy to you. It's people often think, oh, sparks joy. That's the things that make me happy. And really, that's not what that's about. It's it's this concept that when we are reaching our purpose, when we are achieving our vision for our life, that looks like joy. So something that sparks joy is something that gets you closer to your vision. And happiness kind of doesn't play into that at all. You know, you're your toothbrush does spark joy because having clean teeth sparks joy. Even if the bills don't spark joy, having the water in your house does spark joy, you know? So really thinking about what is kind of your vision and getting towards that. And so feng shui absolutely can work in with that um, if that's part of what you define as as joy, if that's part of what you want in your home and in your life. Yeah. And then the my kind of follow-up question is, because you're talking about, you know, Marie Kant is about authentic intentionality being intentional i mean people can be intentional without marie kondo with marie kondo um so it's kind of just kind of sounds like what you're alluding to is kind of incorporates you take the good and use that you discard the 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 rest you know discard the bad as bruce lee said so is is that a fair assessment yeah, I, I think that it's it's very tempting for us, especially when we're looking at our, our items, our things, the, the stuff that's either working for us or is not working for us. It can be very tempting to put a value judgment on it and say, I'm going to keep the things that are good and I'm going to get rid of the things that are bad. And actually, that that is a little antithetical to the whole method. Um, just because something is no longer serving you doesn't make it bad. It actually might be perfectly wonderful and you have just outgrown that. Or it may be something that you picked up with really good intentions. This happens a lot with people's hobbies. Uh They'll say, I'm going to, you know, take on this new hobby. I'm going to get all of the equipment that goes along with it. And then it's going to sit there and collect dust. Well, there's nothing wrong with the things. There's nothing wrong with the hobby. It's not bad. It's just not where you're at in your life. It's not going to be serving you. It could spark joy for somebody else in a completely different way. So I think we have to be really mindful of how we look at that. Um, When I'm working with my clients, it's not, oh, get rid of all the things you don't like. You actually might get rid of something that you really, really love and was really important to you and really meant something. And it's no longer a part of your life. It's not bad. It's just no longer serving you. So that's something I always have to kind of work with my clients to be careful that we don't put value on whether you're keeping something or not. It's not about is it good or bad, but it's about is it serving you or not. Mm, Yeah, I love that. 
you know, kind of uh, follow-up questions is you have basically it looks centers around organization and you talk about intentionality and talk about why it's important to define your vision before you begin organizing. Yeah. Um, a lot of this kind of goes back to that idea that we're not doing uh, somebody's system of, of organizing. It's not, I, I think I need to come into your home and make everything look like a rainbow, even though that's, that's beautiful. And if you love that and you want that, then we can, we can definitely work on that. Um, it's not, oh, there's this particular kind of bins that you have to get that fit all together in a certain way. If that's something that works, great, but that's not what I'm bringing to your home necessarily. What we're looking to do is to make your space, your time, your kind of your physical space, your digital space, your mental space. We want to make all of those things work for you and you're a unique individual. The vision that you have for your life is going to be different than what anybody else has for their own lives. And so I can't come in and say, here's how we get started and what we do without first finding out from you where are we headed. You can't just say we're going on a road trip without knowing what your destination is. We have to know where we're going first. And so you have to stop and define that vision before you do anything else. And one of the things that I often find when I'm working with clients is that as we go through the method, and this happens also with budgeting, this also works with productivity, that as we're working together, and I am the person holding you accountable saying, well, this is what you said your vision was. And this thing that you were trying to keep, the system you're setting up, this way you're spending your money, it, I'm not seeing how that fits in with your vision. So I'm, I'm just highlighting that for you. Sometimes what that happens is people say, you know what, this thing that, I, that I'm doing actually is really important to me. I need to adjust my vision so that it includes this. Or people say, you know what, the vision that I said wasn't clear enough. I need to get more specific. So as we're working together, what that vision looks like often tweaks a little bit and it gets a little bit more complex, but that's a beautiful thing because we are complex creatures. And so by doing that, you are getting more and more honed in on what it is that you want, which makes it so much easier to recognize when you've got something that you don't. Whenever there's something that you say, I don't see how this fits into my vision, it becomes a lot more easy to let it go, to give it a new home, to, to remove it from your to-do list, whatever that might be. So defining your vision is a way of like defining your destination. Um, and it's something that's constantly growing and molding and shaping because we are doing that as humans. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, interesting, um, insightful answer. Um, and then kind of you know, we're moving on is this idea of um, you talk about productivity tools and what are some of your favorite productivity tools or apps and how have they transformed your approach to organization and time management? Yeah, I think that one of the things that um, is most important is to have a calendar and what that calendar looks like is different depending on who you are and what your needs are. I personally use a digital calendar. I do still have people that I work with that are a paper calendar people, and that's totally fine too. <laughs> uh, whatever it is that works for you, the goal is to have something where you know exactly where your list of things you're supposed to be doing lives. And it's not something you're trying to carry around in your head. Our heads are meant for processing, for thinking, for understanding. They're not meant for retention. <laughs> so don't beat yourself up because you forgot an appointment. 
your brain wasn't supposed to remember that appointment put it in your calendar so i personally use google calendar that's that's kind of the way that i operate and because i have all of these different areas of my life where i operate um kind of the things i do for my day job the things i do in my business um, i'm also currently um, finishing up a doctor degree so it's one of those things where i've got all of these different things going on so i actually have different google calendars that all layer together and that works really well for me personally for some people that's going to be way too complicated so again it kind of goes back to what is it that works for you or what doesn't work for you is sometimes a more helpful thing to define but having a calendar is one of my favorite productivity tools that and having some sort of centralized to-do list so that you know oh what am i supposed to be doing what are the things that i need to remember again one place where you know that it lives and that might be an app that you use that might be a paper calendar that might be something you've designed for yourself using like notion or one of those other systems so there are a lot of things that could look like but having it in the first place is the thing that i always recommend for my clients yeah and moving on to kind of um so i love that uh you know there's so many productivity tools apps and basically uh, you know this idea of centralization and you know, memory, kind of working memory and kind of just, and then um, just everything on automation and um, kind of talk about personal application and how does the organizing and productivity work that you do align with your own life and vision? And can you share how you apply these principles personally? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things that's really important for me um, personally is I have some skills and some talents which can help other people. And so part of my vision is finding ways to help other people. I personally find that very rewarding and very fulfilling. It allows me to kind of stretch myself in ways that I can't do in my given job. Um, so that's one of the things that's really important for me is saying, this is something I'm good at. This is something I can help people with. I want to help people. So that's a part of my vision is how am I able to help people live a more meaningful life? But even beyond that, kind of if you take that even a step further, the day job that I have, I work in nonprofit. Um, and so the work that we do is uh, we uh, it's a part of a small church foundation. We provide grant funding for different kinds of outreach work. So issues around hunger or homelessness, uh, people who have been trafficked, refugees and immigrants, kind of all of these different areas in, within the kind of sphere of poverty and oppression. And so to take my own personal vision a step further, my life is really centered around how do we help people live more meaningful lives sometimes that looks like helping them with a calendar app sometimes that helps them with that with figuring out how are they able to have a sustainable job so that they're able to feed their family and able to keep a roof over their head um, so there's a lot of different ways that i see that playing out and so that's kind of my core driver is how am i able to help people live a more meaningful life and what shape does that take today so the tools and skills that i have kind of get turned back out as outward facing from from kind of that perspective yeah another uh another uh thought or idea was i was talking as i was alluding to the previous guest and she was saying you know clutter and actually <clears throat> affects people's finances as a ynab certified budgeting budgeting coach will tell people what ynab is first and then what common challenges do you see people facing with their finances and how do you address these through coaching and through your particular methods yeah so ynab <laughs> or um, the acronym is you need a budget um so that's a budgeting uh it's a software system but it's also a method um and and kind of the intention behind that is to really understand where your money is and to intentionally choose how you're going to spend it 
So it's not a budget like a spreadsheet or a system where you track how much money you're getting and then you see if you did what you thought you were going to do or not. It really kind of takes things up from the front end. So again, what is your intention? Where are we headed? What is it that you want to get out of life? What is it that you need to accomplish? Let's talk about that first. And then we'll define, here are all of the different things I need my money to do for me. I need it to be able to put food on the table. I need it to be able to pay the mortgage. I need it to be able to get the school supplies and clothes for my kids. You know, whatever it is, I need it for a vacation. I need it for a doctor's visit. I need it to pay off my debt. Here are all of the different things that your money can do for you. And then here is actually how much money you have in the bank. And let's give each of those dollars a job. And as we give our dollars jobs, we're going to be able to be much more intentional about spending our money because we'll look at our budget and we'll say, you know what? I had designated $80 for the groceries this week and I have $85 worth of groceries in my grocery cart. Am I going to pull $5 from the doctor fund? Am I pulling $5 from the eating out fund? Am I pulling it from, you know, the, the kids' school supplies? Where am I going to get that extra $5? Make the decision before you spend the money. And so it really comes back down to that point of being intentional about how it is that we use our money and how it is that we use our time and how it is we use our things. So again, clutter is one of those things that can absolutely get in the way of all of that. Um, that's actually why I kind of got into the budget coaching in the first place is I saw time and again, my clients have items that they have purchased because they weren't really thinking through it, or they saw it on sale on Instagram and it looked really neat. And so they just made a purchase without thinking about it. Um, I have found unopened bills at clients' houses and they go, oh, well, that explains the late fees that I've been getting because I didn't know where the bill was. Um, I have found money at clients' houses um, it's always kind of a little bit of a game to see, you know, between the, the the dollars that are laying around and the uncashed checks and the gift <laughs> cards that aren't redeemed. How much money have we found as we've uh, been organizing? Um, sometimes the answer is like $800, which is nothing to snooze at. Um, yeah. So really thinking through how all of that physical clutter can get in our way, but also the mental clutter. It's the I'm not being intentional about how I'm using my money. And mm -hmm. so I'm not paying attention to what the long goal is there. Um, so that's one of the really great things about the YNAB system is that it does force you to really think about what are my goals, what are my intentions, and what dollars am I putting forward towards each of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, like I said, um, and then, uh, you know, kind of talking about is, um, you know, as we kind of conclude is, um, you know, how does the work that you're doing fit into your own vision for your life? And then what's sparking joy for you? Um, and how can people contact you and follow you, check out your work, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I really love um, that I see happen is I have this idea that all of these things are connected. Um, and so for me personally, as I'm working out my own vision, I'm paying attention to each of these things as well. You know, I still go into my own closet and make sure that everything sparks joy. It's Thanksgiving dinner. I was looking through all the utensils. And I'm like, do all of these still spark joy or is it time for something to go? So uh -huh. definitely kind of the whole practice what you preach thing. Um, but it also really does bring me a lot of joy when I'm working with my clients and I see them making these connections. And so I do have many clients who they'll start off as an organizing client, but then when uh -huh. we decide we're going to work on their budget together, or they start off as a budget client, and then we're going to figure out their calendar and their digital productivity as well. So having that opportunity to help other people see how all of this is related 
um, is always a really exciting thing for me. So it's something I, I practice, but then something I really enjoy kind of getting to work with other people on. So, um, and there's a lot of information about all of that on my website, which is probably the best place to get in touch with me. So that's getorganizedyall.com. I've got information about all of those different services that I offer, um, kind of different ways that I work with people, as well as kind of a calendar so that if people want to, you know, book a 30 minute call and, and talk and see what it is that we might be able to work together on, um, that, that's something that's available too. I do, do all of these things uh, in person and digitally. So it's, it's something that uh, if anybody is not in the Atlanta area, I'm happy to work with you on Zoom. That works really well as well. So that's where you can find me. Yeah. Yeah. What a fantastic conversation. Um, it's kind of like the little things you mentioned, like how much money you can find just laying around. Um, you know, I've heard clients like, you know, 2000 bucks and, you know, they can, and then also like 5,000, they've sold it on eBay, you know, all this clutter. Mm -hmm. Um, or or even like people forget about accounts that exist. And so as we start pulling all their information into your budget, it's, oh, yeah, here's a savings account that I totally forgot. There's three thousand dollars just sitting there. What do I actually want to do with that instead of just letting it sit there? Yeah. And um, all of um, Lindsay's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to give her website a, um, a visit as well as follow her on her socials. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.